Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. If indeed all blessings do come from God, which I, I believe, I mean, I, I mean, it's almost one of those uh, scientific equations. If in science of mind we believe that God is all there is, well then therefore everything that could possibly be good in our lives is, is from God and, and then why wouldn't I be grateful for it? Why wouldn't I sense that gratitude? Why wouldn't I uh, really moment to moment just bathe in the in the grace of God, willing to accept more, but also willing to be grateful more. Um, so that's kind of my musical question today. If grace is all around us, why sometimes are we missing it? Why sometimes are we not grateful for it? Why sometimes do we not even notice it? And of course, um, I managed to find a joke. I think that <laughs> that summarizes this, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps in an easy to understand way. So there was an old gentleman walking on the beach with his only grandson. A giant wave crashes on, sh- on shore, sweeping the boy out to sea. Well, the man looks up to heaven and says, Oh Lord, this is my only grandson. How can you take him away from me like this? My son will not understand. My daughter-in-law will die from grief. Well, another wave comes by and deposits the boy right back in front of the old man's feet. The grandfather looks to heavens again and says, Hey, he had a hat. When you took him, he had a hat. (laughs) And and I think that kind of summarizes a bit where we are in life. Even though we're surrounded by the blessings, what do we tend to notice? We tend to notice the things that maybe aren't going so well. I call it the hangnail effect. <laughs> I know, here it is, I should be spiritual and all, but, uh, but I think of it as like the hangnail of life. So we've all, I'm sure we've all had a hangnail, right? It's like 99.999% of your body is fine, is great, you're doing well, and it's like, oh my God, this is going to kill me, right? It's like you can't put it in your pocket, you can't go to sleep without waking up because it's bugging you, it's red, you try to do anything with your hands and it's bothering you, and you would think something that is hardly even visible is creating all of the pain and upset and the, and the misery of life itself. I want to suggest that almost everything that we struggle with is the mental equivalent of a hangnail. In the, in the scheme of our lives, what even is an entire day of pain or trouble? In the, in the scheme of, uh, uh, of what God has in store for us, for the, the so many, many blessings that we have, even a week of, of pain or trouble, how does it compare with a, a lifetime of food to eat and safety in our homes and, and people that love us and care for us? So my question again today is, why do we not experience more gratitude? Why do we not experience more of, uh, of the blessings that are so clearly around us And it's more, I think, than just the fault finding. I think to a degree we're also set on automatic pilot. I think that we also don't notice the good things unless they raise beyond a certain bar. 
Do you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, like tomorrow, if, if, if your house is like my house, we will have so much food <laughs> that it will be difficult, let alone to consume it, but to, to really enjoy it. It will be like one special thing after another special thing after another special thing. And will we even notice that we had rolls? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I still remember the Thanksgiving that mom left the rolls in the oven and we didn't even notice because there was so much else that was fine and good and wonderful. And I think that that's the way that life is too. We're not even noticing the rolls. We're not noticing that uh, the kindness of our neighbors and the sweetness of our coworkers. We're most of the time not noticing the, the safety and the beauty of our apartments and our homes. We're, we're missing up and messing up on the idea of, of friendship when it's in that quiet state, that almost blissful state. And instead, on the one hand, we're noticing the hangnails, or on the other hand, it has to be the Thanksgiving. It has to be the over-the-top luxury of five kinds of potatoes. And yes, I counted. We're having five kinds of potatoes tomorrow, right? It has to be, well, you know, they're sweet and mashed and scalloped. And yeah, we're having five. I mean, it has to be like that until it seems like the blessing. And so my urge tonight, my question tonight, and my thought tonight is to get back, I think, to basics a little more and really make, recognize the, the sweetness and the beauty and the thanksgiving that is present literally in the air that we breathe, in the, in the fact that we all have a place to go home to tonight, in the, um, you know, the, the fussing and the loving of our, of our friends. I, I had a hard time picking a joke, actually, tonight. There's so many. Uh, good Thanksgiving. I, I know, now you're hoping for more, but no, we're, we're leaving it at one. But a lot of the jokes had to be with issues around family. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's like one of them I think that Jay Leno had told was, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is the only time of year when we, uh, 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 that we have to recover both from the food and from the friendship. <laughs> and, and what he meant, of course, is sometimes, you know, you put 10 people in a room that don't get to see themselves very often, and certainly there's the love there, but there can be the friction there, too. I want to suggest that even that friction couldn't exist if the love didn't exist. If we didn't even care about these people, right, we'd just blow it off. We'd just say, well, she's just that way. Let's get over it. But instead, what causes the friction is these are the people that matter to us the most. These friends, these family members, these coworkers, the, the people that we bring close to us on holidays represent in us that high hope for perfect love. And when it seems, again, a little less than that, sometimes it's that hangnail effect again, right? Well, if only she would be this way. If only he would behave that way. If only this could work out differently. But I'm here to tell you the mere fact that they are there in the room with you is such a blessing, the mere fact that we can use these magical things called telephones and call our loved ones across the country, across the world tomorrow, and say, hi, I love you. Oh my gosh, what blessings. This truly is the, the beauty of life. Now, I am not naive. I do recognize that things go on in people's lives that are beyond the hangnail effect. 
I know that we've all experienced perhaps a set of holidays where we were out of work or a home was in foreclosure or a, a partnership or a marriage had broken up. And, and it's difficult, uh, crazy really, to think of that as a hangnail. When serious things happen, they cause us to bring a serious, seriousness to our life and it's appropriate. And at the same time again, I would like to suggest that even in these difficulties, there is gratitude to be found in the things that are working so well. There is gratitude to be found in the, in the friends, in the, in, in the people and the things that we have collected around us so dearly, so importantly, and we should not allow current tragedy to, to sort of tarnish that but rather to hold it even dearer to us. If we've lost a loved one or a friend, it's a time that calls me to reach out to the friends that we have not last, lost. If there's something going on at work or something going on elsewhere in our lives that is not to our taste, to me, that represents a chance for being even more grateful for the things that are going well and the people that are in my life there to support me and love me and hold me up. When I look out in the world, my gosh, I see a lot of things that are going wrong. I've been so upset to see um, what's going on still in the Middle East, what's going on in our own United States around racial equality right now. Some of the things that you would think after, after the, the centuries and, and the times that social issues that should just be sorted out by now, should just be made whole now, and yet I also know from that science of my perspective that the more that I dwell on the inadequacy, the more that I dwell around the injustice and bring up ideas of anger, that what actually tends to happen is I'll get to experience more of that. And so when I read newspaper articles of things going on in places uh, far from here or even not so far from here that are upsetting to me, I think to myself, what I pray about comes about. What I'm grateful for increases. What I focus on brings more of the same. And so if I want to see racial equality, what I know is that needs to be what my prayer is about. That needs to be where my heart is and where my gratitude goes. I, I look out to our first American black president and I, and I praise that man because that is part of racial equality. And, uh, and, and whether you care for President Obama or not or his policies, the mere fact that he is where he is and doing what he is is a huge blessing to this planet in terms of the equality of the races. When I think of some of the good work that's being done in the Middle East, even though it's war-torn, even though it appears on the outside that things are getting more dangerous there, some of the detente that I see occurring gives me hope for the brighter future, and that's what I choose to dwell on. That's what I choose to have into my prayers. Not, not an exception uh, or not, um, not something to correct something that's faulty, but rather to hold up something that is beautiful and whole and powerful. And so on this Thanksgiving, whether your life is going swimmingly well, whether it has brought you all of the joy and the peace and the, the love and, and uh, everything that you should so richly deserve and desire this year, or if, brought, if it's brought you some trouble, my suggestion would be the same. 
let us pray for, let us be grateful for, let us focus on the things that are good in our lives, the things that are there to nurture us, to sustain us, to hold us up, knowing that as that gratitude is placed, the universe is wanting to pile more of it upon us, knowing that as those prayers are answered, we will get to see the fulfillment of our dreams, knowing that where we put our attention simply increases. And so I'm going to close today simply with a prayer about gratitude, and, and, uh, um, and I'll try to make it as simple as I can. And so there is one God, one unity of all things. I call it God, but whatever you might call it, it represents everything. Every person, every place, everything, every situation, all the goodness on this planet, it's one thing. And that means me. It means that I'm right in the middle of it. It means that I am able to receive all of God's good because I am part of God's good. And so as I reach out my arms and my mind and my heart to receive more, it is done with such wonderful gratitude. Gratitude for the air I breathe, gratitude for the friendship of family members and friends, some close, some far away, grateful for the nourishment I receive, grateful for a place to sleep and the safety in my affairs, grateful for the simplest, simplest things of life now and forever. And as it is true for me, I know it can be true for each person in this room that each person here can put aside the hangnails of life and recognize the wholeness that exists before us. That each person here can not wait for those excesses of five kinds of potato, but can focus in on the simple good that exists day in and day out. This truly is God's gift of grace. And so in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity and action of the law itself. I simply let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for coming here tonight. So glad you chose to be with us tonight. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.